Hi there, friends. Welcome to Where's Wilmington. I am so excited about this show. I can barely contain myself. I have got Ryan LaRoche of the Town Crier right here next to us. He's going to tell us everything he knows about the Town Crier. Ryan, welcome. Thank you for having me. I am so glad I could get you away from the press <laughs> to sit down and talk with us. Thank you. I appreciate welcome. it. Welcome. So tell me how long you've been part of the Town Crier. I know over the years, of course, there have been editing changes mm -hmm. and changes in offices and all kinds of stuff. But tell me how long you've been with Wilmington's Town Crier. I started in September of uh, 2016, so almost five years. Wow. Yep. Have you seen a lot of changes? You're going to say yes yeah, yeah, well, in the last five years. I mean, you know, print medium has changed a lot, mm -hmm. and maybe Wilmington has too. Can you speak to what your job looked like then and what it's like now? Well, my job hasn't changed too much since I started. Um, but before me, they used to have two editors, one for Wilmington and one for Tewksbury. But when they retired, they decided to combine the, the job basically into one editor. Wow. And uh, that wasn't me first. There was a couple of people ahead of me. Right. But it didn't work out for them. So I went to the publishing editor, publishing manager, I should say, and I suggested, I asked if, you know, they wanted me to help out because I was already working um, as an editor in Winchester, for the right. Winchester paper. So I was in the building. I was doing all the work already. So they needed someone that they could rely on. So I went to the publishing manager and I said, listen, I'll, I'll take over the job of being the editor for the town crier. And that's what I've been doing for the last five years. Wow. So. Now, what a lot of folks might not know is that the Town Crier is published by a bigger conglomerate, right? Yeah. So there are other papers. that. Yep. So I guess what happens is we get the Wilmington News, the Tewksbury News, all the other news, we meaning you. <laughs> you edit it all down, and then it goes somewhere else through the pipeline to get it. Produce. So we don't have any typesetting or presses rolling here in Wilmington, right? No, there's no office in Wilmington. There might have been at some point. I don't know, but the office is in Woburn. Right. And that's one arrow drive, yes, I think Yes, one it arrow is. drive, yes. yep. So everything that's newsworthy, you submit to them, and then they do the heavy printing process and the distribution, right? Yeah, the printing is out of Lawrence. Okay. So we, we sublet the printing to Lawrence, uh, but the editing and everything else takes place in Woburn. Wow. So what is a typical, if there is such a thing, day like for you? And with the pandemic and so many things going on, I don't know, were you doing less updates or more? Well, nobody, I mean, besides me, none of the other people that write for the paper work in the office. They all work from home. So I'm the only one there as far as the crier goes. Right. So the, the person who lays out the page works from home. Right. All the, the, the writers work from home. So... That's the biggest change probably from 10 to 15 years ago. Right. So it's, it's a small office now, not a lot of people. Uh, but because it's a weekly paper, every day is different. Like today, right. we put the paper out. Because I should say on Wednesday, we put the paper out. And it's a slower day because everything is done on Tuesdays. Right. So our deadline is Tuesday at 5 o'clock for right. people who want to submit stuff. So that's the longest day for me personally. Uh, but by Wednesday at about... One o'clock, we're all done. We've shipped the paper all the way to Lawrence. And by Wednesday afternoon, it hits the stores. 
And on Thursday mornings, usually that's when the subscribers get their copy sent to their That's house. amazing. So. Now, I know the world has changed a little bit from hands-on touching of paper. I prefer, <laughs> actually myself, turning mm -hmm. the pages of a real paper. How much have you seen a shift in online subscribing compared with the actual physical touching of the paper? Have you seen a shift there? Um, I don't know as far as online versus the paper. I mean, I know we put a lot of stuff online. Right. And I know a lot of people do go online uh, because they always ask, you know, where, you know, if it's going to make the, if it's going to be online. Right. Um, but as far as subscriptions goes, I don't know that we've lost that many since I've been there. It's good. I think it's pretty steady. Um, I don't have the numbers. I never asked. Um, I know the one thing people always ask about is why don't you put obits online? Oh. And we always tell them, well, then no one would buy the paper. Right. That's the biggest driver, the obituary page, to be completely honest. Wow. That's people are always interested in that page. So we don't put that online just because, I mean, it wouldn't, paper, the subscription would probably then go down if we did not put the obituaries on, if we put the obituaries online, I should say. Right. Um, but as far as the numbers go, I mean, I have not been told by anybody that we're, our numbers are any lower than they were five years ago. Good. So. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Right. Now, I understand that you have a small Wilmington staff. So we've already established that some of your writers come from here, there, yep. and everywhere, and they submit to you. But you have Bruce Hilliard, yep, Jamie for sports. Yep, Jamie, yep. Who else do you have over there? I know Lizzie Hill writes for you. Uh, so we Christine have, Mack writes for you, too. So there's a lot of contributors. How do you get all the pieces together in the train to make them all a cohesive unit? So what's so good is that uh, we have um, combined staff that works for Wilmington and Tuxbury. So they write for both towns. I mean, Lizzie, as you mentioned, Lizzie Hill, she only does Wilmington. But a lot of people do both. And they basically, they, they'll either watch the meeting, if they're covering a meeting, right. or they'll uh, interview the person they're interviewing for their story. They'll email it to me by Tuesday, and then I will send it to the person who puts it on the page, and then that's how okay. it goes. Okay. How do you make the difficult decision as to whether something runs or doesn't run? Well, I usually, I'm pretty much giving them the story. So I decide in the very beginning, before they even write it, whether it's good enough. And if they find their own story, I always tell them, just check with me first, because I don't want someone to do a story that's already written. That would right. just be a waste of, of their time. We, of try not to write, we, try, we try not to run the same story twice. Okay. Um, so, but mostly I'm assigning the stories. And then if they, have the, if they come up with something on their own or if someone reaches out to them personally, they will talk to me about it. And if I like the idea, if I think it makes sense, I'll give them the green light. Okay. But there's some lead time there. Because if something serious comes up, mm -hmm. and let's say it's a Tuesday, and we know Wednesday is D-Day for you, how do you work around that? How do you keep your finger on the pulse of all these towns? Because you're not just doing Wilmington. Right. You're doing Tewksbury. I know you're from North Reading originally, right? Uh, right now I live in North Reading, yes. Okay. Right so you know there is so much going on all over the place. You must be up nonstop watching the news, trying to see what's going on. How do you do it? It's not easy, but I mean, if something, let's say something were to break on Tuesday night, I would probably have to take care of it myself and not right. give it to somebody else because the turnaround would just, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. They couldn't do it in time. Right. So I would come in Wednesday morning and I would try to get all the information. I would write the story myself and then I would pass it along to the person who lays out the page. Right. And, and hopefully squeeze get it, in. it in. Right. Right. Yeah. Because we've all seen the movies of the old-fashioned days. Start the press! You know you have to put this new information on it. But there must be a lot of pressure on you to get those stories that are pending in so that larger papers, the Lowell Sun, 
the globe, mm -hmm. don't take that from you. Yeah, well, our biggest issue is being weekly. So we come up once a week. So we have one chance per week to get it in. Right. So if we don't get it in by that Wednesday morning, we get a whole week. Whereas with the daily paper, like, a, like you mentioned, the globe, they come sure. every day. Sure. So they can just come out the next day with something. So we have to get it done on that day or we miss it. Wow. What is your writing background? Because as an editor, you have to be a writer as well to do both. So what's your background so folks know where you came from and where you learned the love of the printed word? Yeah, I went to college. Um, I originally actually went to college to be a computer programmer. Okay. But it didn't work out, so I switched to English. And I graduated with a major in English. And I taught for a couple years. And then I got a chance to write for the paper uh, when I needed someone to cover some meetings in writing. Right. So I started there. And then from there, I, about a year, I became an editor. Because the person who was editing uh, took a job, I believe, with WBZ on the radio. Mm. Wow. And so I began editing the Wakefield paper, which now does not exist. Uh, I moved to Winchester. And I've been in Winchester for the last uh, 12 years. And then five years ago, I came to Tuxbury in Wilmington. Okay. Do you see a big change in how printed media is going these days? Oh, you yeah. Must. Oh, yeah. Can I mean, you tell us a little bit about that? Because you're in the trenches. You see it. Oh, I mean, I mean, there's less advertising. No one advertises much on the, in printed media. Right. Uh, obviously, the people aren't reading the paper as much. Uh, although, the, like I said, the weeklies aren't doing as badly because I think it's something that people are used to. Yes. And I think the readership age, people who read the paper tend to be older. Yes. So people 20s and 30s, maybe not so much, but 50s, 60s, 70s are still reading the paper. Right. So we're, we're very blessed for that. And I think the weekly is something where it reaches those you know, more elderly residents because it's once a week. Right. You don't have to read it every day. Right. You get it on a Wednesday or Thursday and you have it to read on the sure. weekend or whenever you feel like it. And I think people rely on that as part of information right. too. Plus all the history has been archived. The Hardin Tavern has a lot of what the town mm -hmm. crier had previously archived, which is good for people to have. Where do you see the future of the paper going? Do you ever think it'll be all online all the way? No. Say it ain't so. No, I don't think so. I don't think so because again, people in their 60s and 70s, maybe they're not as, as comfortable using a computer or right. a phone or a tablet. And it's just easier for them to open up the paper, read it, drink their coffee, have their breakfast, whatever they do. Right. So, I mean, hopefully, for me anyways. I mean, because if it goes all digital, I just, I don't know where the money is. Yeah. I don't know Well, where I mean, you could do, you could do online advertising. And we which, do. Which people do. do, you know, yeah, on the sides do. of the columns, right? And then, I mean, I don't know. I, I like the idea of, again, I'm a writer, so I like the <laughs> idea of the physical touching of the page. But right, same. If, it, if it goes that way, we'll yeah, adapt. Just, Will I mean, adapt. If it goes all digital, obviously you're losing money. The press is just, you get rid of the press, so there's a whole bunch of jobs that are gone. Right. Because there's no You're press talking anymore. about the people that actually are press women. Right, the people in the press, press women who actually make the paper. Right, put what it together, it is. yes. Their right. jobs are gone. There's no more layout because there's no paper to lay out, so that job is right. gone. So. Right. Have you ever had to make corrections, and what's that like when you have to? Oh, yeah. We've had, uh, we have to put in corrections. Um, you know, sometimes it's typos. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's misspelling someone's name. Right. Um, I don't recall, maybe once or twice we've had a legitimate mistake where we, you know, put in the wrong number or put in the wrong information by accident. Mm -hmm. But it's mostly just typos in spelling Just mistakes. basic stuff, nothing Yeah, major. nothing serious. We've never been, I've never been personally sued. Thank goodness, right? Uh, <laughs> our paper, How? as far as I know, has never been in any kind of trouble. 
Good. How do you fact check everything that comes? Or do you just rely on your writers to do that? Because you're the editor, you've got to do all the typesetting, even though I come from the typesetting world. You're not laying <laughs> it out now. It's mostly digital and on yes. the computer, and you figure out where everything goes. But do you trust most of your writers to do their own fact checking, or do you go through it line by line I as have, well? I have no choice. I mean, I don't yeah. watch the meetings. I can't watch the meetings and make sure the numbers are right. I have right. to trust the information, and so far, I've never had a problem. That's wonderful. What else would you like the community to know about their Wilmington Crier? Um, well, if they want to reach out, they can email me at ryan, R-Y-A-N, at yourtowncrier.com. Nice. Or office at yourtowncrier.com. We have two email addresses. Okay. Um, if they're looking to call, phone number is 781-933-3700, and my extension is 343. Okay. I understand that you're a pretty enigmatic guy. Most of the people in Wilmington didn't even know you probably till this today. Probably they not. knew your name, but they've never seen you. So do you feel like you kind of can kind of be around the town and sort of see what goes on without anybody really knowing who you were? I'm curious if you were like the fire chief or the police chief, everybody would know your face. Right. Do you feel your anonymity sort of helps you a little bit to do your job a little better than you might if everybody knew here he is, he might be listening? Probably. I mean, yeah. I don't do a lot of writing, so my name is in the paper. My right. byline is not there. Right, I've I'm never behind seen the it. scenes guy, so you wouldn't know me. You wouldn't, uh, and obviously my picture's on the paper, because I'm, right. again, we try not to make the news, we just report on it. That's so, a very good point. Um, you might, I mean, now obviously you might see me. Today we will, am, yes. But, <laughs> and uh, to be fair, I'm not in Wilmington that much, and yes. I'm working out of the Wilmington office, so right. I don't get to Wilmington too much. Right. So, and you're also editing other papers as well, not just Wilmington, right? Do you help out Tewksbury too? Oh, I'm editing. I'm the editor for Tewksbury. All right, we love Tewksbury too. They're right, right next door. <laughs> We're not mad at them. Yeah. But you're wearing many hats. Yes, I'm very. So you're busy. covering kind of all of the small towns here. Do you see a lot of overlap between the news that goes on in each community? I mean, it's got to be pretty much the same, except for the big stuff, right? Oh yeah. I mean, Wilmington Tewksbury share a state representative. They share right. a state senator. So they're very connected. Right. And we run stories in Wilmington that are Tewksbury stories and vice versa because they involve both towns. I mean, right. you're driving through one town to get to, the other to get to the other town. This is true. Right. You're going to you know, want to know what's going on in your neighbor's town. This is true. So. This is true. Well, thank you so much, Ryan, for taking time oh, out of you. your busy life <laughs> to be here and be with us. Is there anything final you'd like to add that you can share with the community before we close today? Um, just, you know, hopefully people enjoy the paper. Uh, if you have any questions, like I said, call or email. Uh, you know, if you want to subscribe, call. You know, we'll get your subscription. You know, Excellent. otherwise you can find the paper all over town. I think Lucci's and sure. CVS, Market Basket, you know, just go ahead and pick right. one up. Right, and I think we get it right here at the office on Thursday. Oh, great. I think it great. arrives, so that's great. Well, that's good. Thank you so much, Ryan LaRoche, well, for, for all me. the work you're doing for the town, and we'll try to keep you a little anonymous. <laughs> so if you see Ryan around, you know, just wink. And let him know you saw him on TV, but you know, don't, don't tell him too many stories, right? Because yeah, well, you know, I'm pretty. I got a lot of stories already, so <laughs> if you have a good one, I'll take it. There you go. <laughs> Thank you so much for watching. Just reminding you that the next time someone asks you where's Wilmington, you tell them right here and right here on WCTV. We'll be back with you again very soon. WCTV, connecting our community, WCTV, connecting our community.
Bloomington, Massachusetts.